Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble On. Welcome, my fellow ramblers. It's wonderful to have you gathered round. And we are gathered here today, myself and producer Charlie, to talk to you about FA Cup semi-finals. We're recording this before the uh, the semi-finals have been uh, played in 2020. Um, and, and 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 I thought to you know this year we've got we've got two two big games uh, in in this year's semi-finals. We've got Arsenal versus Manchester City, of course, Manchester United versus Chelsea. Now you, by the time you listen to this, those games could have been concluded, but don't worry, we're looking back to games that have been concluded from previous years. Uh, and and it's funny with the FA Cup semi-finals because the final often ends with a big team winning. That's what we've come to realise over the years. I mean, if you if you just glance at the list of winners, you have Wigan in 2013 and Portsmouth in 2008. Other than that, Manchester United, Manchester City, Arsenal and Chelsea have dominated proceedings. A little bit of Liverpool as well. Um, but you'd have to go back all the way to 1995 when Everton won, but there's still a big side. And and but but you know you have to go back that far to get someone who's not one of those real big hitters. And then even then, you know, I mean, if, I appreciate you don't one doesn't think of Spurs being sort of big hitters, but you know, 91 they won the cup and so on. But you know, crazy gang in 88 and so on. And I think Charlie that we often hear about these underdog stories in the FA Cup, and we often hear you know, the magic of the cup and so on and so forth. But in reality, when it gets down to it, when it gets to the crunch, there is very little magic, isn't there? There is the odd little sprinkling, and we'll come on to that. But actually, if you look at the semi-finals, there's a bit more romance in the semis than there is the final, I personally think. Yeah, I totally agree. I wonder if, like, well, it's weird because the 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 magic of, like, the FA Cup, which no one seems to talk about this with the League Cup, and I think that's... <laughs> It's probably yeah, quite rightly, but it's probably because it's insinuating that um, that magic comes from you know like a Dulwich Hamlet if winning on the BBC against yeah I don't know, middle of, middle of the Premier League Watford or something like that where you get like some team that scrapped through the early rounds and then they get to their big moment and then they seize it and then and that is epic. But I know what you mean. It was sort of partly surprising that the finalists are just you the most distinctly run-of-the-mill selection of the elite. But the well, semi-finals are where... Yeah, the winners. Sorry, the winners. Some, some, Apologies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Apologies. Yeah, the winners are... Yeah, um, just, yeah, that establishment. shot. Whether it's, you know, they've got big squads and can cope at that end of the season or it's just their quality tends to show towards the end. It's, it's an odd one, but maybe that I would... I did one that I was going to ask you about this. Do you think because of the recent format where they play the semis at Wembley, would you think someone like, you know, Wigan... Or well, they went on to win, but or like a Sheffield United in twenty fourteen or something. They get to Wembley, and for them, like that's a that's like this is the pinnacle because we've reached Wembley in the FA Cup, and they yeah. sort of play they almost play out their final in that semi final. Obviously, Sheffield United beat by Hull, which we'll come on to, but mm-hmm. and then so then maybe they they play through that you know amazing high, and they're like, oh, we've won at Wembley, mm-hmm. and then you have to go back again to play the final, and maybe that sort of punctures the the final performance. Uh, possibly, I'm not sure. I think I think if you, I know what you mean, but I think if you, I think if you reach Wembley in the semi final, you win. You want to you want to go back there. I wouldn't have thought yeah. it would. I wouldn't have thought you would do that too much. I mean, there are other semi finalists in previous years and in this century who uh, didn't play at Wembley in the semi final and they were beaten. True. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but I. Uh, 
but and there are one or two, of course, who who do, I mean, Wigan are, the, are really the obvious ones. But let, let's begin um, our, our, our trip down memory lane. And we don't have to go very far. We're only going to go to last year first and foremost. In fact, I've picked five in in the last kind of ten years. Um, to, that, that sort of stood out for me in some way or another. Watford three, Wolves two after extra time. What a match it was! This oh, was unreal. this was sensational stuff. I mean, unless you were a Wolves fan, of course. And apologies, but this game had so much going for it because often games at Wembley are a little bit of a disappointment. You know, the final is sometimes a bit cagey. There's not too many goals. Not always, of course. But but it's often it often is in the semis again. Looking through the list, there's there's not too many that really stick out. There might be the odd moment here and there, but this one was incredible. I mean, of course, Doherty and Jimenez put Wolves two 0 up, and and Wolves were going well under um, you know Big Noon, of course, back in the big leagues. And it was when Raúl Jimenez scored that second goal for Wolves. The ball comes it's in. So, it's so nice. Oh, man. It's a chest and a kind of what you'd call it an improvised volley, I suppose, in yeah. terms of the technique. And that was after 62 minutes. And he celebrated um, going and finding, I say finding, he knew it was there, a Mexican wrestling mask. <laughs> that would be rather con- Yeah, that's a bit of a result, that is. Um, I don't know if that's uh, xenophobic or not, but um, I'm certainly going to go for it. Um, no, he obviously, <laughs> the mask was there uh, and uh, Mexican wrestling mask. And they were 2 0 up and it was, it was going well. And you thought to yourself, blimey, Wolves might be. You know they could uh, they they could win their first FA Cup or you know since what about 1960 or something like that, but it wasn't to be, Charlie. No, I mean because we we're 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 dancing around this beautiful shapely elephant in the room that is Dale Lafayette's first goal for Watford <laughs> when they're coming back. Because I mean I remember we uh, we talked about it on the ramble afterwards, and I just remember like Jim and I spent close to 20 minutes in the office before recording trying to get it, trying to work out how he's kicked it and he sort of like get his immediate sort of front lift swings his leg out to the side and it just looks so weird but it's honestly like one of the most beautiful goals yeah i've ever seen and that's not like that's not hyperbole or exaggeration it genuinely is it was amazing. dennis burkham pesque oh yeah. by the way if you're if you're trying to find out what someone's done with their body don't ask jim campbell you know that is <laughs> <laughs> He'd do that tying up his shoelace. Oh, hang yeah. on, that was that looked like it, Jim. Oh, wait, sorry. That's like asking a man who can't swim to kind of go. Oh, look at this synchronized diving competition. How do you think they've? You know, like I wouldn't. Uh... Fair point. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that crap film we watched for Pete's Film Club. What was it called? The one with Pele in. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, oh I God, I can't remember. I have to uh, let, me, let me find it. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, the the the, the Pele film where um, that very unlikable main character, Hotshot, uh, Hot that we shot. talked about, we talked about for Pete's Film Club uh, when we were doing that, and uh, and they're playing on the beach, and it's incredibly homoerotic, and this guy is just like marvelling at Pele, which is fair enough, and Pele does an overhead kick, and he looks at Pele and just goes, "Oh, I always wondered how you did that," and it's like. <laughs> Well, you, you, look, you can see. Like, there's, <laughs> just, just ask him to do it again. Yeah, like He's training you. It's the whole point of you being there, you mug. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what do you mean? You wondered how he did? Like, you can see like the way his body moves. It's got like a it's magic like a, trick. <laughs> like, yeah, it's literally like, hey, that, that card wasn't in the pack. How do you know? <laughs> you can watch it in front of your own eyes. Oh, dearie me. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, go back to the game. I mean, rarely does a 66th minute substitute get man of the match. 
But uh, Big Gerard did that day. That goal he scored was absolute beauty. He changed the game straight away. It was it was a substitute that was really in response to them going two 0 down. And then deep mm. into injury time, Big Troy, Big Troy the boy, uh, Deeney gets a penalty, and a lot of pressure on that penalty in, the, in the, about the ninety fourth oh, yeah. minute, whenever it was, just slammed it home. As See, Deeney this, does. we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Why, if you're a goalkeeper, and it's obviously yeah. it's much harder for them to do this than for me to sit up idly by and watch them. <laughs> just stand in the middle. He yeah. hits it down the middle. Every, I mean, he has absolutely smashed it. To be fair, mm. and that is sort of like I quite like the what we were talking about when you uh, play Sunday League and your manager just says, just get your head over it and just hit it. Yeah, like, yeah. like Troy's taken that to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And of course, Delafoe got the winner about 104 minutes with a, with a delightful uh, little uh, little finish to break Wolves' hearts. And it, it was uh, the, the only the second time in Watford's history they reached the final. And it was a rather different affair, of course. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's, such a, that the <laughs> it's such a show for them going from that semi-final to the final where everyone was sitting there going, Ugh, I wish Wolves had just ground out a 2-0 win because they probably wouldn't have been battered like this. But there we are, that mm. semi-final. You can't take that away from uh, those Watfords. Uh, and it was lovely to see uh, Gomez in goal for them just in absolute ecstasy after the final whistle. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, the, the next one, I want to go back to 2017 when... So it was, uh, uh, you know, the, the fixture that we've got this year or had this year, depending on when you listen to it, Arsenal-Manchester City. Uh, and this was when Arsenal beat them 2-1. And this was a bit of a surprise, this one. And I and I know that people might say, oh, really? Why would you sort of pick this one? Well, the reason why I did was because obviously I was reminded of this fixture with with the, the way the semifinals were drawn this year. But it was... It was a very rare Arsene Wenger, latter Arsene Wenger performance in that he set up with a three-man defence and Arsenal were actually quite stubborn and solid, mm. which is something we just hadn't come to expect from them at all. And they went on to win the Cup that year, beating Chelsea in the final with, again, another kind of quite solid and stubborn performance. And it was just so unlike Arsenal at that time. And it meant that Arsenal moved up to 13 FA Cup wins, which... You know they're still currently the um, the side that has won the cup the most times. Manchester United on twelve, uh, and it was also Pep Guardiola's first season at Manchester City. And the bald fraud didn't win a trophy that year. You know we, do, we don't forget that Pep. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but VAR could have been uh, could have come into play because Man City were denied a goal in the first half as the ball was adjudged to have gone out of play from a cross, which it hadn't. No, actually, Charlie. That is, it, it is even. I mean, I I can't trust VAR clearly to get a bog standard penalty decision right anymore. So yeah. I can't sort of. I've got no trust in it at all, and <laughs> would assume they'd somehow make the wrong decision there. But yeah, even in slow motion, I'm watching it going. Has, has that gone? I don't, I don't quite know. It's an amazingly finite margin, but mm. yeah, as you said, just just crept in, just stayed in. Yeah, um, Guerrero scored for Man City. Then Monreal scored a lovely close-range volley to, to equalise, and Alexis Sanchez got the winner in extra time. See, Arsenal fans, it he, he did provide some moments. He, I mean, he scored in a final once against Aston Villa for crying out loud, you know. Um, but it is quite odd when you see you know, Sanchez getting the winner not that long ago. It was only no. three years ago. Big Vang in charge, absolutely loving life. And Arsenal won the cup again that that, that season, and and for the next uh, semi final lineup, we're going to go back to 2014. Arsenal won the the FA Cup again that year. But this is what I mean when I said you know when you look at the winners uh, over the years of the FA Cup, you can get a bit disheartened and go, it's only just the big teams, and you know where's the magic? 
where is the magic? Well, there's often a bit of romance and magic in the semi-finals. And the semi-final lineup for that year was Wigan versus Arsenal, Hull City versus Sheffield United. And I don't know Hull were in the top division at that point, but you know, that is not your your sort of No, it's not your usual picking, is it? It it really isn't. And Charlie Wigan was so close to beating Arsenal uh, that oh. day as well. It's, I mean, I know what you mean. It's it's a bizarre, like sort of. It's bizarre to praise Arsenal for their for their doggedness, and they, this one they did sort of cling on through extra time, from what I can remember. And then, yeah, you just you would have loved it. And then, I mean, Kim Kallstrom scores a penalty for Arsenal in the shootout. Oh completely yeah, forgot <laughs> completely forgot he played for Arsenal. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, he did. It's, because it's sort of like you, you're right in that these are that that wonderful era where. A lot of the te- a lot of the teams recognisable. I mean, Mikel Arteta scores the first penalty for Arsenal. And oh yeah, a lot of them are still around. But you just get that old, the odd nugget of, oh my god, he was there. <laughs> it's lovely. Well, yeah, it's funny because Arsenal they did win the cup that year, um, but they made mm. pretty hard work of it. You know, only just beating Wigan on penalties, which and Mertesacker scored quite late uh, in in normal time. So Wigan was so close. In the other semi-final, Hull City beat Sheffield United five three, and and the Blades were in League One at the time. We a remarkable achievement getting semis for a League One side, of course. And it was Steve mm. Bruce's Hull City. Old big Brucey. And do you know what? <laughs> Brucey was so close because it, it was the it's the only time in Hull City's history they've reached the FA Cup final. He was wow. so close. And this is this is it. This is it with the cup. People often like we're used to seeing Chelsea winning their seventh or eighth or tenth or whatever it is FA Cup. Mm. Arsenal win their thirteenth FA Cup. Manchester United win their twelfth FA Cup. You know, even Spurs they've they've won a few. They get you know, not that Spurs have it's been a while since Spurs won it, but you know what I mean? If they reach the final, uh, and Man City, of course, they've you know. I mean, yes, I'm sure when Yaya Torre scored against Stoke City in the final, even though they were the favourite that day, again that was the start of their kind of winning regime that they have now. But there is there is the odd thing, like as I say, Watford last year. It's only the second time in their history they'd reached the FA Cup final. They've not won a major trophy in their history. Hull City haven't either. We'll come on to Wigan in just a sec. <laughs> this, it's huge for these teams. Like, they'll remember yeah. that for the rest of their lives, even if they've got pumped in the final. I mean, Hull City, they went 2-0 up and then Arsenal pegged them back. Um, yeah. But, like, that, that, I think that's where the kind of the the real kind of romance is because romance in football, it can often be kind of glorious failure or, or, or yeah. so, you, you know, it's a it's bit like... like that like, element of that tra- sort, of, sort of classic tragedy sort of yeah. arc. I mean, Hull, like that one especially, like the 2014 as you said, two early goals. And that was without, didn't Long and Jelovic, neither of them could play because they must have played for, pre, they were cup tied, I think. Oh, is that right? Okay. So you'd sort of, yeah, they must have got into that, like, oh, well, we're really up against it here. I, mm. Admittedly, I can't imagine the Steve Bruce team talk to be especially rousing, but I can only, <laughs> I can only make an assessment. How, how can you I can't say judge. That. But um, yeah, they must have thought 10 minutes in, 2-0 up, like, oh, this could be our day, this could be it. And then it is that sort of, to lose an extra like extra time as well, yeah. it's just you get that second bite of the cherry, and this yeah, it's, as you said, that sort of romantic yeah. but ultimate failure that is probably mm. what's so kind of magical about it. I think I think fans of smaller clubs, and and let's be honest, most teams are smaller clubs, aren't they? By yeah. sort of definition, yeah. I think you just you just want that that little that chance to dream, and that's it. You know, it's a bit like. Yeah, I'm going to mention England. When England get to a semi-final or even a quarter-final of a tournament, 
you just you just want to have a moment where you can dream. You know, in reality, it's 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 extremely unlikely to happen. And I think that's it with these sort of things. I think that was that was the really upsetting thing for Watford last year is that uh, it just turned into yeah. a nightmare very very shy. quickly. Yeah, mm. <laughs> exactly. And there was and there was no dream in there. And that Sheffield United team, incidentally, uh, they got the semi final. Harry Maguire and Connie, Connor Cody in the side. Oh, there you go. There you go, see. Um, so, what yeah. I, to them? Yeah, who knows? I've not heard a dicky bird since. So, finally, we get to 2013 when Chelsea beat, uh, sorry, lose to Manchester City 2 1, and then Wigan beat Millwall 2 0. And when you look at those two semi finals, you often want the. you. you you, you you want the kind of it depends what you like if you like an underdog I, I think you would look at those those semi-finals and think okay well the winner of this cups competition will come from Chelsea versus Manchester City no one would have thought Millwall versus yeah. Wigan would provide the winner and sometimes you maybe want you know Wigan versus uh, uh, Chelsea or something and then so so you can have a Chelsea Man City final because you think oh well City are just going to bulldoze or whoever are in the final that year mm-hmm. uh, and Wigan uh, against Millwall at uh, Wembley I mean there was a lot of empty seats and there was a bit of crowd trouble sadly but don't take that away from Wigan's win um, there was you know Maloney scored a nice go- goal and then uh, Geordie Gomez with a lovely thread to Callum McManaman oh, yeah. who rounded the keeper to score and Callum McManaman what an FA Cup he had. He, he scores the clincher, if you like, in the semi-final. And then his man of the match in the final. And, of course, Wigan went on to beat Manchester City 1-0. It is still Wigan's only major trophy in their history. And, of course, I say still because it would be very unlikely uh, since then they'd won another one because they got relegated a couple of weeks after the bloody FA Cup final. And that's, yeah, that really that's pissed me off that year. Yeah. Well, it was. The FA Cup final was traditionally the last game of the club season in England. And... And that's the way we like it. And they and they messed that. Oh, they yeah, they messed that up for a couple of seasons where the FA Cup final was played a couple of weeks before the end of the season. So Wigan was still fighting relegation, and of course they win the cup and then they get relegated. Whereas if it was the other way round, if they'd have got relegated and then they went right, let's try and have a bit of a pick me up. You know that would have worked a, a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Um, but you, oh yeah, Ben Watson with the goal in the 88th minute. That's yeah, he's injured part of that season. Comes on uh, as a sub. We gets the winner. I mean, as you said, they get relegated and then doesn't Martinez, I think he goes to Everton, but you know, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. They won the FA Cup. <laughs> but, and, I mean, again, we can't, yeah, we can't take it. That, as you said, this will forever stand in like FA Cup folklore where in other competitions like the Champions League, for example, there's so many underdogs or, I mean, everyone's an elite yeah. team, but comparatively to each other, you get amazing comebacks and sort of stuff like this all the time. Whereas, as you said, FA Cup finals don't tend to, well, Champions League finals maybe you could put in a similar bracket but Mm -hmm. this one will forever be remembered and it was a scrappy Ben Watson nearheader that won it a couple of minutes to go it's great stuff he looks like Steve Sidwell as well oh yes very much so (laughs) but Man City as well they had won the league earlier um, or or a year before this I think Um, and so it was it was the 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 new Manchester City where they did win, if you see what I mean. They'd won the FA Cup in 2011. So they weren't like the bottlers, if you see what I mean. It was Mancini in charge. But that season, they were a bit disappointed. And they were just just very off-colour in the final. It was strange. And Mm. and you know when you think, Wigan must have thought, hang on a minute, they're not firing on, 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 on any cylinders, let alone all of them. And you and you you know that sometimes the clouds align as they say and so on and, and they're there for the taking and they and they just got there uh, and uh, yeah a, a re- remarkable I mean I think that is probably 
the most romantic of all the FA Cup stories in recent years. I mean, I know I said Portsmouth are in there, but Portsmouth's FA Cup semi-final lineup in 2008, they played West Brom in the semi and it was Cardiff versus Barnsley in the other semi. So again, I mean, that is possibly the weakest. I was going to say, it sounds like the Johnston's paint or whatever it's called now, <laughs> <laughs> it, it does a bit, yeah. And of course, they, they played Cardiff, who I think might have been in the, the championship or, you know, the old Division One at the time. And of course, they, it, it was very much there for the taking for Portsmouth, if you see what I mean. Uh, mm. Portsmouth did reach the final again in 2010, lest we forget. But but yeah, I think this is one, it's one of the most incredible FA Cup wins of all time. I mean, to, it, it's up there with, to me, it's up there with the crazy gang. Uh, you know, in, in Wimbledon against uh, uh, Liverpool in the late 80s, which people often talk about. Because, again, Wigan got relegated just after yeah. this FA Cup final. It shows you, doesn't it? The one um, thing that annoys me about this, about, yeah, I guess it, it came from the semi-final. Mm. So, obviously, because City had already, and they, they'd already qualified for Europe. So, because Wigan got to the final, yeah. they got a Europa League That's right. race for next season, yeah. which is amazing. You think, oh, sort of, you know, you get relegated during the championship. You think, oh, let's just... We get some lovely away days. We could play at the San Siro, or oh, yeah. well, it's not in the Europa League, but you know, oh, I don't know these days. <laughs> true, yeah. To be fair, you were playing at some of Europe's great stadiums, and their their group. I've just got it up here because I'm trying to remember it. I mean, it, I would clearly would have to have googled it because mm-hmm. it was Maribor, Ruben Kazan, and Zolta Varajem from Belgium. Well, and you sort that, of think yeah. you're in short change there, aren't you? Yeah, you're, like, you're a fan, and you <laughs> think, oh, we could be going to some of Europe's great stadiums, but instead we're off to Kazan. Mm. Yeah, so you no want disrespect. You, no, but you're absolutely right. You want at least a kind of a, I don't know, a cheeky little Real Betis or a Palmer yeah. or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Sampdoria, perhaps. Historic yeah. prestige, but no. yeah, no, none of that. Sure. Sorry, lads, but you, you got your FA Cup win. So what more do you want? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll finish with 2012 uh, lineup. We talked about smaller teams getting to the semis and some of the more weaker lineups. Well, this was a bigger lineup. It was a, an Everton and sorry, a Liverpool Everton derby, of course, and a Spurs Chelsea derby in the, in the other one. A Liverpool beat Everton two one with big Andy Carroll getting the winner. He was of course a header. Uh, course Everton went one nil up in that game, and then I think it was Distan. It laid one on on a plate to Suarez. It, it tried to do a pass back, and ah, oh, one of those ones where you just think the last thing Suarez needs is for you to serve him up a goal, mate. Um, he was <laughs> absolutely gutted, and uh, Andy Carroll got the winner. And then in the other game, um, Spurs were beaten five-one by Chelsea. And I was at that game. It's the only FA Cup semi-final. I've never been to an FA Cup final actually, but I've only been to one semi-final, and it was this one. And I remember thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a good game, you know, back and forth." You know, Gareth Bale getting Spurs' uh, goal that day. Chelsea were just ruthless. And mm. and do treat yourselves. There's there's two moments here. Um, we'll come to the second one in a moment. But the first one I want I want you to have a little look, see, ladies and gentlemen, is Didier Drogba's goal in that semi final against Spurs. Uh, it, it it just summed up Drogba so well. Just the pure pace and power and ability that he had. The ball, there's a high ball that comes over and he holds off. I think it's Willem Gallas. He holds him off, shows great strength, does a lovely little piece of skill, a lovely little touch to one side, quite unorthodox really, and then just absolutely leathers it with a left boot into the kind of roof of the net. Keeper, no chance. It's an absolutely stunning goal. And it is, it is, it is, it is a striker operating at the highest 
level. It's an absolute beauty. He would get the winner in the, the final, of course. I think Martin Tyler was like, Drogba, yet again at Wembley. You know, he liked scoring in the big occasions. Oh, Drogba. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a glorious goal. And then... Seam finish. Yeah, and then the second moment that is really worth checking out is in the final when Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-1. Chelsea go 2-0 up, Drogba again. Liverpool respond by throwing on Andy Carroll, and my goodness, he makes an impact. Carroll is This was when Carroll was at his best. He was absolute sort of nuisance, and I talk about the power and and all that by, by from Drogba. Carroll had that as well before the kind of injuries really started to, to pile up, but Carroll had that brute force and the, the height and the heading ability. And he was just, he would cause panic among defences. Now, his goal he scored was actually, he wasn't a header. Um, so he gets them back in at a 2 1. And then I think it's Suarez flights a ball across to the back post for him. It is a glorious chance, and Carroll should score. And to be fair, he does everything right. He powers yeah. the header. I into you, the can't top critique, you can't critique any of what he does, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you could, you, if you were being a bit harsh, you could say, well, you, you know, you head it down kind of thing. You head it down mm. on, on the ground, and it's, and it's always going to go in. Petr Cech makes one of the greatest saves of all time to deny him and, and ultimately lead Chelsea to uh, a 2-1 victory. It's obscene, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you, you're right on how, I mean, as a Newcastle fan, I'm sort of, I remember his glorious championship season mm. and then, yeah, persistent injuries notwithstanding. But you forget how, and he played like 40-odd games in that Liverpool season. And you sort of think, you forget how much of a permanent fixture he was in, Obviously, a Liverpool that are not on the, they're not on the same planet that they are now, but yeah. still, you, but Czech is how he's got that out is ridiculous. It's unreal, <laughs> and you sort of see the best thing is on the replay when they um, it's got the close up like from sort of the uh, from the goal line. And you see Czech just sort of clawing it out, clips off the bar, I think, and then you see Luis Suarez, obviously, just celebrating as if it's gone in. He's actually yeah. screaming his head off. And then they clear it away, and the ref doesn't blow for the goal. And then the subsequent it like cuts to Suarez, and he's just charging up the line after I think it's filled out, just mm. giving him all sorts of abuse. How that it's, it's unbelievable, and you're just like, well, it's Luis Suarez, everybody. It's just yeah, exactly. So apt. Yeah. But you think to yourself, you think to yourself, well, surely it went in. Surely it's crossed yeah, the line, but, but it, yeah. it didn't. The replay show you. I, I even thought when I watched it back, I thought, oh, I bet it did go over the line, but we didn't have goal line. To, I can't remember if we did. I don't think we had goal line technology there. But no, the ball did not cross the line. It is an absolutely extraordinary save. Um, and we'll finish on that note. Goalkeepers often don't get the credit where, where, where they deserve it. So we'll end it on a wonderful save. Um, so thank you very much, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. Uh, going Welcome. through these uh, FA Cup semi-finals with you. I hope your team won, ladies and gentlemen, and in the semi-finals that uh, are happening or have just happened. But of course, uh, there will be disappointed people out there. That's how football goal goes. But um, but if you uh, if if you've lost a semi-final, don't worry because again, looking at these recent history books, your team will be back soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> think of those Sheffield United fans, you know, a few years ago. Think of yeah, Hull City. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They'll, they'll probably never get back there. Um, but Manchester <laughs> City or Arsenal or Chelsea or Manchester United, whoever's missed out or misses out, you'll be back soon. Don't worry. And so will we with another Ramble on next week. Ta-ta for now. That's a great outfit. This was a Stakhanov production.